Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. Good morning, everybody. I have a little bit of a story time for you. So... I have 30 minutes before I have to leave and go to the gym, but something happened this morning and I thought, wow, this would make a really, really great podcast episode. So I wake up this morning and I am helping Eli get ready for school, my five-year-old. My husband is also here. I'm helping him get ready for school. And as I normally do, whenever he leaves for school, I go to give him a kiss. I go to give him a hug. I have this intrusive thought that says, this will be the last time that you see him, right? Like I just have this whoosh feeling of anxiety, this this scary feeling of like intuition. And then I misinterpret all of that as like, yep, this is definitely going to happen. This is definitely going to be the last time that you see him. You know, I've always had those issues around death and all of those kind of scary intrusive thoughts, but Here in the United States, it's a little bit legitimately scarier to kind of send your kid to school these days, right? So um, I have had those thoughts definitely more lately, but, you know, as scary as it was, as much as my anxiety and my primal protection mode and safety mode wanted to just keep him home, right, or like ask for reassurance from my husband or whatever it would have been in that moment, I had to kiss him and hug him and let him go to school, right? And I started to think about, you know, I have to do that every day. We all have to do that every day, whether that's the same exact version of sending your kid to school or whether it's something completely different, right? Like we have to make decisions based on our values. We have to make decisions based on our values rather than fear because if fear had won in that moment, And if I had made that decision based in fear only, I would have kept him home. And I would have kept him home yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before, right? But that's just not practical, right? So how do we make those decisions if they're not based in fear? And how do we leverage those values to help us push through those tough moments? So we're going to talk about values today, what role they have in OCD and anxiety work. Um, The whole reason, right, why... OCD and anxiety gets so distressing and so impairing in the first place is because it takes us away from our values. Um, A lot of times people will ask me, right? Like, well, why do I have to have this subtype? And I'd rather have any other subtype. And it's like, of course you would, because you don't care about that stuff as much, right? And that's why you don't have those thoughts, because uh, you are willing to tolerate uncertainty with that stuff. You're willing to take those risks because you don't quote unquote, care about it as much. It's not to say that you don't care. It's just to say that that's something that you're more willing to tolerate uncertainty around. And we know that wherever you are not tolerating uncertainty, that's where OCD is going to fester. And so it all from the very, very get go, 
It has everything to do with your values. It has everything to do with values. It has everything to do with, um, you know, wherever it is that you're not willing to tolerate that uncertainty. And that's where OC is going to fester. That's why OC latches on to what it is that we value. And if you're new here, you might not know, I tend to use the words OCD and anxiety interchangeably. Diagnostically, obviously, they are slightly different. I have lots of thoughts about that. I have other podcast episodes about why I think that that's not necessarily accurate. But as far as the process here and as far as all the nuances that we're talking about, OCD and anxiety truly do operate really much the same. So whether I say OCD or anxiety or fear or worry or panic, it's all the same. For the purposes of this podcast, fear is fear. So values are really especially important as it relates to our core fears, right? So I've had other podcast episodes where we've talked about core fears and the importance of really diving deep into those core fears. So core fears are kind of like that more central theme that kind of is really truly the the target or what the target should be in your ERP or in your uh, OCD and anxiety recovery. So while superficially it might seem like you're fearful of contamination or, you know, what if my partner cheated on me or what if they're not the right one, it might superficially appear as though it's that like very superficial kind of content. But actually, if you were to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, you can do this with a couple of different strategies that I teach in a lot of my courses online. Uh, You can identify a core fear or core fears. And so certain core fears might be things like, I'm afraid of that I'm a bad person. I'm afraid of being uncomfortable forever, fear of regret, fear of guilt, fear of judgment, fear of being exiled from society, fear of being alone forever, kind of these more deeper, more deep-rooted fears um, that are actually the crux of everything. And it's not actually these superficial things as much as it is the core fear. And so I think those values really truly relate to those core fears, right? So uh, it's really important to help identify your values. It's important to identify what it is that you know, that can push you through in those moments of difficulty when fear is so loud. We want your values and your why and your outcome picture to be even louder. So it's really important to actually be able to identify your values. And I know so many people out there are like, I don't even know what my values are. How do I even identify that? So we'll go over some examples today. But like I said, they really, these values can also really help us guide your treatment and help us plan exposure and response prevention. Again, I'm under the assumption that, you know, a lot of this stuff is taken, like you can take it to a therapist or if you're a professional, um, you can implement this in your work. I would love for everybody to have a therapist. I also know that that's not possible for every single person. And I would rather people be using my stuff, knowing that I've been doing this since 2008, than to be going to someone who says that they specialize in OCD, but they actually don't. They actually don't know anything about ERP. They don't know anything about OCD. I think that can be way more detrimental. Um, So take all of this for what it is, right? So these, we often will say things like values over fear, values over fear, right? So what are values? Uh, The definition of a value is really just something that you hold true to yourself and you use as kind of this guiding principle, something that you hold as a priority in your life. Um, So some examples of this, and there's not an exhaustive list, um, but some of the, the examples that I've come up with are like kindness, spirituality, honesty, freedom, responsibility, trustworthiness, integrity, achievement, independence. So 
You can go online, you can easily find a ton of ideas of different values. And there's probably a bunch that aren't there too, right? Like family, um, friends, uh, education, so many other things. So I want you to consider this list. And I want you to consider what really truly resonates with you. Think about the people that you admire. Think about some of the things in your life or how you want to act that are absolutely non-negotiable. What are the things that light you up? So even in the list that I just shared, I really value education. I love learning. I love learning. If something were to ever happen that I would like not be able to learn or take in new information or study something that I really, really loved, that would be devastating to me. I love learning. I love learning. I love reading. I love implementing all of that stuff into my business. I think it's incredible. I also really value, you know, I call it strength, call it independence. I really like to challenge myself, right? And I'm sure that is kind of the flavor that some of you get throughout some of my stuff, hopefully, right? But call it strength, call it independence, call it integrity, whatever it is that you want to call it. I really value that. I really value, you know, the willingness to do the difficult stuff. I value the tenacity that comes with trying to challenge yourself with something. And when somebody is not able to do that, or when somebody very clearly doesn't value that, it doesn't jive with me. I really value work ethics, right? Like I, the most attractive thing about my husband, I've always said is he has an awesome work ethic. He works hard and he takes great care on what it is that he works hard on, right? So I want you to consider this list, kind of just think about what resonates with you. Again, thinking about the people in your life, what are the, some of the things that you really love about them? What are some of the things that, you know, those people that you really don't drive with? Where are some of the ways that you have not been um, kind of crossing? Where, where are the ways that you guys have been crossing wires? What are your guiding principles as to how you operate or want to operate in the world, in relationships, at work, at school? What kind of behaviors do you see out of yourself? What are kinds of like expectations that you see from others? And do you recognize any kind of central themes? And if you really think about it, I wouldn't be surprised that your OCD has latched onto some of those things in some way, right? And it doesn't have to be this like perfect calculation. Like it doesn't have to all fit together like a Rubik's cube, but you know, it's in those areas where you may not be as willing to tolerate certainty as much in say other areas, right? So um, for instance, if I value morality and being a good person, it makes sense that I would be more triggered by feelings or obsessions where I think that I may have been a bad person or may have been interpreted as a bad person. If I don't necessarily value financial security as much as other people do, then I may be more spendy with my money and not necessarily have as many obsessions about that, right? So this is not a causation type of thing. Your obsessions are not exactly an exact faultless predictor of your values, but obviously it can just help us kind of make sense of, of things, right? And I know it feels good to try to make sense of things when otherwise OCD and anxiety can be so dang confusing. So back to that story time in the, in the beginning, right? What... Did I leverage in that moment to allow Eli to go to school and to not act in fear, right? Like I value his education. I value him being able to go to school. I value, you know, him being able to go to school and make all these friends. 
I value the discussions and problem solving that my husband and I have had over whether we should homeschool him and keep him home or whether we should continue to send him to school. I, it's not always so easy, but I value all of those things more than I am, I'm going to be willing to just give into fear in that moment. And of course, I value my son's life more than any of that stuff. But we also have to think, right? Like just because something is possible doesn't mean that it's probable. And if I were to operate my life where every single little spike of anxiety indicated danger and that I needed to act on that, we would be we'd be in a very difficult place, right? So it's complicated. I want you all to kind of just consider these things. This is not something that you 100% need to know. This is all kind of just nice to know, like just nice to think about, kind of put the cherry on top of everything. I really like it as far as it can help you guide your exposures too, right? Like if there are things that you value that you want to be doing more of in your life, but you, because of OCD or anxiety or maybe low mood and depression, you haven't had the time or the motivation to do, it makes sense that you're going to be in a worse spot, right? Like if you really value family, but because of your OCD or anxiety, you're not able to spend as much time with your family or those relationships are strained, it makes sense that you're not engaging in your values and that is going to put you in a worse spot. And so that would be a target for me. From a therapist perspective, that would be a a treatment target. I would want to help you Reinvolve yourself in those values, identify ways that are small and challenging, but manageable either from a mood standpoint and or an OCD and anxiety standpoint. I would want to identify, you know, what are some of the things that you could do exposure wise and how could you start to reduce some of your rituals associated with your family so that once we got over that anxious barrier or those anxious barriers, we could now get to a place where you could actually be with your family again. And how cool is that, right? To be able to infuse values and values-oriented activities into the exposure plan. I think that's so, so cool. Um, It's so much more meaningful to me to create those types of exposures rather than say like, oh, write the word molester or write the word kill. It's like, yeah, you could do that, but I and they're great and I do that with people sometimes too whenever it calls for it, but it's really really cool when you get to see someone do an exposure that kind of unlocks a value for them that they were no longer otherwise that they wouldn't have been able to achieve. So, goals are really important in imagining what you want out of treatment, where you want OCD and anxiety to be diminished, and I really want you to just think about kind of what it is that you want out of your life. I want you to, if you need a little bit more help in kind of identifying that stuff, like imagining kind of what your best life would even look like. Maybe you've never even thought about it. My newsletter freebie would be absolutely perfect for you. So um, I have a free PDF download. If you go to my website, www.jennaoverbotlpc.com, and you just scroll down or you can hit at the top, it says newsletter. Um, you can sign up for my free email newsletter. You get lots of weekly education, motivation, um, not to brag, but I've been told that it is the best OCD and anxiety newsletter out there. I take a lot of pride in my email newsletter. I absolutely love it. Um, but as soon as you sign up, you get an instant free PDF download of a wonderful worksheet that I call imagine your recovered life. 
And I've been told by professionals, by other people who have OCD and anxiety, that it is a freaking game changer. And it takes you through like with no barriers, no chains, like sky's the limit. What would be your dream life? What would you do in the morning? What would you do at night? How would you interact in your relationships? What would work be like for you? And then it takes you through kind of where you're at now and and what would be some ways to kind of bridge those gaps. And it helps you not just imagine it and then kind of leave you hanging. It actually has you go through the steps of having to you know, identify those next, those next behavioral actions that you need to take in order to get that closer to be happening for you. So I love that freebie. Go to www.jennaoverbottlpc.com slash freebie, and you can uh, sign up there. It'll be delivered right to your inbox. I'm going to post some additional um, resources for you guys in the show notes. I have other podcast episodes where we talk about good questions to kind of ask yourself to make those decisions more based in values rather than fear. I'm going to link another podcast episode about, um, uh, there was this amazing advocate. Her name is Morgan. She came on, she talked to me about relationship OCD and how values had such an important role in her recovery. And that was a really, really awesome episode. I think it would be a great follow-up for this one. I'm also going to link a blog about uncertainty and how to handle uncertainty when you have OCD great follow-up again to this discussion. I'll also include links to my website. Again, that's www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com. Find me on Instagram and TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. I have masterclasses for you guys available on my website. That's my website slash masterclasses. And remember, sign up for my free email newsletter to make sure that you download your instant recovery PDF. It is incredible. I hope that this website, uh, <clears throat> I hope this, <laughs> I hope this uh, episode really just clarified a couple of last minute things for you. Again, this is not like urgent, desperate, need to know information, but I hope that it does help kind of just help things make more sense to you a little bit because I know when things don't make sense, it's just like, you know, it adds another layer, layer of confusion. It makes you feel ashamed. It makes you feel isolated. It makes you feel just so lost and if we can make sense of this even just a little bit more over time, then hopefully that makes all the difference in the world. So I will post all of those things in the show notes. I am so glad that you guys have been here. Check out some more episodes while you're at it. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in and until next time, keep doing all the hard things.